Filthy 47, an audio serial in four parts. Part 2. Here is the story so far, and this is Danvers Nettlefold narrating. England, 1947. Former land girls Joyce and Kay have stumbled onto a sinister plot to plunge the world back into war, together with two recent acquaintances, pilot-turned-pulp-author Peter West and his old comrade, Flight Sergeant Byron Bailey. Our intrepid heroines have got themselves into a serious spot of bother at a Polish resettlement camp somewhere in deepest Hertfordshire. Well, Captain, finding myself and Byron on the business end of your service revolver would seem to suggest a rather serious case of crossed wires. So you're still refusing to explain the meaning of this? Apologies, Mr. West, but events have taken an unexpected turn, and certain precautions are necessary. Well, come on, the pair of you. Don't just stand there staring. Get in. Haven't you ever seen a duck truck before? nasty moment back there, Peter. I thought I was going to leave that Nissen hut flat as a pancake with you and Mr. Bailey still inside. Oh, hello. Looks like we have an uninvited passenger. So you... thought you'd come along for the ride too, Captain? Theft of a vehicle is a serious matter. All six chambers are loaded. Your own words, Captain. Now keep your hand where I can see them. Quick, let's get out of here before they realise what's going on. Kay, you're right. So it's jam the torpedoes and full speed ahead. Please, listen to me. You are making a foolish mistake. Well, that remains to be seen. Next stop, Suffolk. Someone care to come up here and navigate? Well, there's a textbook case of using confusion to make good ones escape. Now we've put a fair few miles behind us, Peter. Do you think we might stop for a moment? Nature's calling rather urgently. Up there, that little farm track running behind those trees. Okay, shan't be a jiff. Come in, Kate. You're welcome to get out and stretch your legs, Captain. We've still got quite a few miles ahead of us. I take it there is no point in inquiring as to our destination? I just enjoy the scenery if I were you. Mr. West, you do know there will be another war regardless, unless communism is stamped out once and for all. Funny how there's always something else that needs stamping out. Haven't enough lives been lost already? Ghastly business war. Let's hope the world's finally learned its lesson. <sighs> Blessed relief. Anyway... I suppose we'd better get weaving soon if we're to nip this in the bud. Joyce, I do believe you're actually enjoying this. Yes, I am, rather. At least the Soviets let everyone have a crack at the enemy. Never really got the chance to do my bit in the recent unpleasantness. Closest I came to firing a shot in anger was when that naval chappy took me on a tour of his frigate and let me loose off a burst from his Lanchester. Quite fancied the idea of helping set Europe ablaze. Mooching around occupied France, ambushing the odd armoured car, running Jerry ragged. Too tall, they said. Wouldn't last five minutes as a spy. Never blend into a crowd. Go back to mucking out cows and driving tractors at the bloody cheek. Sometimes I think you'd rather have been a boy. Lord, no, I'm quite happy with my place in the sexual scheme of things. Kate, do you think... 
Do you think Peter finds me overbearing? <laughs> I'd be more concerned about the mess we're in. The sooner we can leave it in the hands of the authorities, the better. Rather a letdown, having to retire to the sidelines. <laughs> Speak for yourself. The sidelines would suit me perfectly. Sure you wouldn't like a turn behind the wheel, Peter? You're doing fine. Thank you. Water, water everywhere. Well, at least it's no longer falling out of the sky. How much further, I wonder? There, on the horizon, see it? Thrapsley Mound. Thrapsley Mound? The second tallest hill in Suffolk. The county not exactly famed for its undulation. Hello, seems one of your fellow pilots has engine trouble. Amphibian. Sea otter, by the way. Plenty of places to set her down with all this flooding. Appears to be heading towards Thrapsley. Well, here we are. Thrapsley Village. A pretty little place. Not so sure about Thrapsley Hall, though, up there on the mound. Looks like Dracula's Castle. And there, down by the river. Isn't that the aircraft we saw earlier? Mm, good to see they got down safely. Pilot and two, oh, three passengers, all female, being collected in a handsome bottle green shooting brake by two footmen bedecked in a splendidly antiquated livery. Curious and curious. Pretty desolate neck of the woods. Although it does look like the floodwaters are beginning to drain away. How are things back there? Enjoying the excursion? Oh, immensely. If only I'd brought along my sketchbook. Well, well, here comes one of those fancy footmen. Oh, hi there. Peter West to see Sir Reginald. On what business, may I ask, sir? What's your name? Harold, sir. Well, Harold, please tell Sir Reginald it's confidential of some urgency. Okay. Are you all right? Peter, she's fainted. Since my husband is at present indisposed, if you would care to take me into your confidence? Madame, this is all the fault of foolish rumours. Some of us have reason to believe they may be more than just rumours, Lady Muriel. Damn good reason. Well, while you assess the risk of unburdening yourselves, please accept my hospitality. I'm sure a chance to freshen up and a bite to eat. That can wait. Can't say I have much appetite for grub with all this international skullduggery unfolding as we speak. Might we talk in private, madame? No dice. No telling what kind of yarn the captain here might try and spin behind closed doors, seeing as he's in on this filthy scheme to start another war. Are you, by any chance, referring to an alleged plot to restore Mr. Churchill to power and forestall further Soviet aggression? Uh, well, as a matter of fact... You see, Reggie and his colleagues in the intelligence services have for some time now been monitoring a variety of rumours, the most persistent of which concerns a secret nerve gas supposedly developed by the Third Reich. Nerve gas? Kills only communists, so they say. Sheer Tommy Rot, of course. It seems certain parties have been making it their business to cause mischief. Have us all tilting at windmills, as it were. I assume it's rumours of this kind you were alluding to, Captain. Yes, I detained these people on suspicion of spreading these cruel rumours. Poisoning my men's minds with false hope. 
Men who pray every day to see their homeland freed. Now wait a minute. Well, it does seem the rumour mongers have succeeded in sowing distrust in some quarters. But perhaps we might review the situation once you're rested and refreshed. In the meantime, it might be as well if we kept the captain here under lock and key. You'll indulge us, captain? I will by all means comply with this charade in order to expedite the return of sanity. So you're awake. Hello, Kay. How long has it been? Ah, oh, my brother, the fascist. Mother and father were mortified. And little sis? Me too. Once I learned what fascism was. And please don't call me little sis. Apologies. Not so little sis. So, Harold, you spent the war here and not in Germany. All that talk about volunteering to fight for the other side. Mother always said that's what really finished father off. The thought that his own son was... rubbish and you know it, Kay. It was communists father hated. Communists and... What's the use? You wouldn't understand. I have nothing more to say to you. Harold, please be gone when I open my eyes again. You and your friends. You should never have come here. Get yourselves away if it's not already too late. Well, Byron, old chum, what do you think? Seems the captain's guilty of exaggeration. Said our six chambers were loaded. Trioni. Well, at least thus far they've made no attempt to disarm us. In the literal sense, that is. Ah, Joyce. How's Kay? Still dead to the world when I left her. Probably be right as rain before long. All a bit much for her, I expect. But hadn't we better keep our voices down? How do we know they haven't put listening devices in the walls of all the guest rooms? Look here, Peter. This whole business stinks to high heaven. And I'm sure you two didn't fall for all that hogwash. This Lady What's-Her-Name might as well have been wearing a cloak and clutching a dagger. Well, if Lady Muriel's not telling the truth, the whole truth and nothing but, then what exactly do you propose to do about it? Biggles wouldn't stand there looking stumped. Where's the sten? Weapon envy, eh? Oh, it's safely hidden away. No doubt her ladyship thinks she's pulling the wool over our eyes by not behaving like the Sheriff of Tombstone and insisting we surrender our shooting irons. So, anyway, Peter... What's the plan? Let's not rush into anything. Careful thoughts required. Life being stranger than fiction, there does remain the possibility, however faint, that we're barking up the wrong tree. Intuition, Peter. I'm asking you to trust mine. Just stay in your room for now. Oh! Looks like I may have landed us from the frying pan into the fire. Sorry, Byron, old friend. What was it the man said? Fate cars the tune. We dance. <laughs> And how is Sleeping Beauty? Seriously, though, Kay, you did have us a little concerned. Just fatigue, I expect. I'll pass around my apologies. Next time, I'll give you fair warning before fainting. Did you see Peter's publisher? Sir Reginald's unwell or something. We spoke to his wife, Lady Muriel. Bit too Dornford Yates for my liking. Makes Judith Anderson look like Judy Garland. Seems to know a suspicious amount about this whole business. Claims it's just rumour-mongering. All pretty rum, if you ask me. Why are you burrowing under the bed? Oh, dear Lord, I might have known that ugly thing. May need all the firepower we can muster before the night's out. Talk about a nest of vipers. 
Joyce, for heaven's sake, you can hardly go waltzing around here armed to the teeth like some mountain brigand. Please put down that stem gun and see sense. Sten, silly, with an N. Well, how would I know? I'm an artiste, not an armourer. Play our cards close to our chest, you mean? Box clever. Quite right, Kay. Back under the bed with it for now, I suppose. Anyway, I'm off for a nose around. See how the land lies. Cheerio! Mr. Jenks, please bear in mind that those three gals are due to perform at Windsor Castle tomorrow. We were on our way out when the engine conked out, ma'am. And you just happened to be in this vicinity? How fortuitous. One might almost suspect that my husband had arranged a little demonstration of your modus operandi, having first introduced you to our guests by the miracle of television. Reggie has a keen sense of theatre and will go to the most extraordinary lengths to parade his panache. However, he knew I'd consider it a foolish indulgence, hence the alibi of engine trouble. And if it really was a mechanical fault, then you'd better see to it there's no chance of it happening again. Oh, yes. And when you've accomplished your mission, you should no longer consider this friendly territory. Ma'am, it'll be the last anyone will ever hear of Jehoshaphat Jenkins. I'm counting the hours. Now, as to our present predicament, I put the newcomers in the north wing. Mr Murchison and Herr Kessler are tucked away in the south, and never the twain. It's all really rather comic opera. They have with them a Polish officer who had attempted to detain them on suspicion of knowing too much. There's an easy way of finding out if he's They're legit. They're not that stupid, Mr Jenks. Contorting the conversation to encompass red skies and shepherd's pies could hardly fail to set alarm bells As the magistrate ring. said to the usherette, it's all a matter of subtlety. Choosing the appropriate moment and sliding it in gently. You took their weapons, of course. That would scarcely have allayed their I'm suspicions. not doubting your power of persuasion, Mum, but I don't see how we can risk sending this lot on their merry way. May I remind you that this is not... Nor is it some parlour game, Mum. Wouldn't say Sir Reginald would be overjoyed to find himself playing host to a hoyden with a superstructure like a Scharnhorst, if you get the slant of my drift, packing a sting gun and asking awkward questions. The slant of your drift, Mr Jenks, I find distinctly objectionable. Please explain your puerile implication that the ripeness of the girl's breast is a relevant factor. In future, spare me the crass musical patter. And I do hope you're not accusing me of seeking to amuse myself by toying with Mr West and his friends. Damn place is like a maze. Wonder where this door leads. Oh, gosh, uh, terribly sorry to disturb you and all that, but um, I seem to have lost my bearings. Wrong room, obviously. I'm afraid if you are seeking directions, I would be of little hope. You were guest too, then? I am uh, the confidential secretary to the cultural attaché for Switzerland. I am here to discuss intergovernmental relations. Swiss, eh? Well, it so happens I've a bone to pick with you, fellows. What was the idea of sitting pretty in the middle of Europe, yodelling and chomping on your chocolate bars, with that quartet of horrid horsemen whipping up merry hell all over the show? Apologies, follow Miss, but I am not at liberty to discuss diplomatic policy. You know, that nasty neighbour of yours with the Charlie Chaplin smut under his nose would have gobbled you up sooner or later. And you are? Name's Joyce. Pleased to meet you, SS belt buckle, eh? You're no Swiss cheese, you're a blasted bosh! Oh, God, these English women. 
Kessler. I must confess to feeling a certain frisson, being summoned to a guest's room with a cryptic message. We might be on the Riviera. Apologies, Lady Muriel, but the situation demanded... No need to explain. I understand. The sap rises, and wasn't it Socrates who likened it to being chained to a madman? Now, since I generally eschew undergarments, our sole impediment would appear to be those Oxford bags of yours. So if you'd like to unbo... And what is that? An intruder. I rendered her insensible, bound her hand and foot and rolled her up in the large Chinese rug, since presumably she will need to be transported elsewhere for confinement. The Fräulein wandered in here and almost immediately became suspicious. Who is she? Unusually tall, by any chance? You know her? Yes. That one had trouble written all over her. One of a party of unexpected visitors. The matter is being dealt with. Herr Kessler, I cannot understand why you allow filial sentiment to get the better of you with regard to that belt. I do appreciate that a buckle of such generous dimensions probably houses a concealed firearm that might one day stand you in good defensive stead. Yet you ought at least to have chiselled off that incriminating insignia. Or... Is it crucial to your libido? If you recall, madame, you yourself requested that I keep yes, it on. Yes, yes, never mind we... that now. As for the girl, let's see how she enjoys waking up in the cold cellar. Mr West, Flight Sergeant Bailey, you are cordially invited to the ballroom where refreshments have been made available. Thanks. Um, Harold, isn't it? Yes, sir. May as well bring along the captain. Mustn't forget the Geneva Convention. Imagine he's feeling peckish by now. Tell me, Harold, am I right in thinking that chap over there nibbling on a cocktail sausage is none other than Jehoshaphat Jenks, the radio comedian? It is, sir. Sir Reginald and Lady Muriel are in the habit of entertaining a wide variety of guests. And those three young ladies, I'll hazard a guess they're triplets. The Dinky Don'ts. Ah, the musical trio. And they're here to perform. I imagine so, sir. How do? Just a job for the weary traveller, eh? Jinx is a name, Jolly is a game. And how's our colonial chum? Not too cold for you, actually, I hope. Whoops. Oh, sorry. Can I just squeeze by you there? Very Maury sees cocktail sausages, eh, Captain? Widow's memories, as the dear old BBC won't let me call them. Recollections of widows? I do not see the connection... Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> the bawdy English humour, as characteristic of your nation, as your preoccupation with discussing the weather. Oh, I think you don't know. When will we be getting the decent weather we deserve, eh? What happens to them glorious English sunsets? How's it go? Red in the sky? Shepherd's pie. Here. Be Polish pals, Pete's be Polish in punchline. Hear that, Byron? Must be their recognition phrase. I wonder who thought it up. Stan Laurel. Ah, Kay. Up and about again. Bearing up, hmm? Like some tea? I'll be mother. Joyce brought you up to date. I thought she'd be back by now. She went to look around. I told her not to leave her room. You expected her to listen. Well, you don't know Joyce at all. Lady Muriel, hello again. Good evening, Mr West. And Flight Sergeant Bailey. I see you're admiring the portrait of my illustrious ancestor. George Plantagenet. Duke of Clarence, if I am not mistaken. You evince an impressive knowledge of English history, Flight Sergeant. Random snippets gleaned on tedious train journeys. Magazines leafed through during idle moments, including a rather lengthy article about that fellow up there. Apparently, him have descendants who claim to be England's true royalty. Yes, 
some of us certainly do feel, uh, cheated, shall we say. I'd be delighted to discuss the matter in detail at some more convenient juncture, but for now, if you'd all please excuse me. And now, ladies and gents, in appreciation of the generous hospitality furnished by a distinguished hostess, I give you the three and only Dinky Don'ts. No slouch in the soft shoe shuffled club now, Mr. Jones. Yes, but I can't say I'm in the mood for light entertainment. Ah, mine host. Reggie, darling, are you sure it's wise to be out of bed so soon? I appreciate your concern, Muriel, but I'm perfectly capable of deciding that for myself. The matter's been dealt with. Merely an unfortunate misunderstanding. Sir Reginald, I feel I owe you and your good lady wife an apology. Not at all, West. Not at all. And you, Flight Sergeant. A pleasure to make your acquaintance. Now, if you'll please excuse me, I've some rather pressing business to attend to. Well, Byron, old chum, what gives? I know that expression. Glimpsed a curious sight through the window just now. Two footmen carrying a rolled-up carpet across the courtyard. Dumped it through the doors of what looks like a coal cellar. The carpet was wriggling like a snake. Very large, very angry. Joyce! So that's the score. I'm going down there. Then you'd better tear. What is it? I was about to give you the captain's revolver, but it gone. Seems we have a pickpocket in our midst. Jenks, I'll bet. Never did take to him on the wireless. Always seemed a bit of a smarmy Herbert. But what about Joyce? If you'd care to kick up a diversion, Baron, old man, I'll slip off. Miss Mona, when I leave the room, tell them you train as a nurse, then follow me out. I don't understand. You will. Boy! Oh, God, Lord, jeez, I... No! Everything all right over there, Flight Sergeant? Miss Stomach! I... Miss Sorry! Oi! My word. Poor chap. Looks like good solid English grubs wasted on Sam. I've some nursing training. Excuse me. Yes, it's a coal cellar, all right. Joyce. <coughs> Joyce. Sergeant! <laughs> I think they suspect a ruse. I'm sure they do. Joyce didn't take the Sten gun, she hid it. I wish she hide it. Here, under the bed. It's. Damn, it's gone. Must have had the room searched. What do we do now? You stay here. Push some furniture against the door. When I return, I'll knock twice, then twice again. I'm coming with you. Unarmed combat? Any training? I can scratch and pull hair. Saw a film once. Man told the woman to lock herself in her room, said he'd come back, and never did. I promise. He promised too. <laughs> Here, take this. No, thank you. Hardly the time to be sampling the delights of pipe tobacco, I would have thought. It fires a pint two-two bullet. Triggers there, where the stem meet the ball. 
Now, Ticket, can you shoot? Me? Oh, yes. I'm a regular Annie Oakley. Tay? Tay, I have some news. It's about your friend. One of the footmen. My brother, Harold. Your brother? Yes. Outrageous coincidence. All right. Let him in. Excuse me, Missy. Where's Bailey? What do you mean? Barging in like the Gestapo? Not really, Paulie, is he? Has he gone to ground in here? Probably a sneaky native trick to get you on your own with him. Excuse me, Mr Jenks, but I think you'll find we are the natives. And Mr Bailey very kindly came over here to help us fight our war. Beyond that, I haven't the faintest idea what you're talking about. Wondering who took your bang-bang off your boy? Well, come on then, take it back, I dare you. I was in the last war, you know. Saw a bloke shot in the Dardanelles. Oh, painful. And that's just where you'll be getting one, if you don't come out and... Oh, uh... Quick, help me get this wardrobe in front of the door. Jenks earned that thump. But they'll be back, won't they? And in fast. That means we're trapped. The window. Help me knock together these sheets. But it's a sheer drop. Makes me dizzy just to look at it. And, well, isn't it where they'll be expecting us to go? The sheets are a decoy. We'll make for that uh, other window above. See the seal up there? We'll climb the drain pipe. What? That rusty old thing. Ivy should help. Doesn't look strong enough. Exactly. Just what they'll think. Now, quickly. I have an aversion to heights. And I have one to be in shot. Joyce. (laughs) Joyce, thank heavens. Now let's see about getting one tie. Oh, Peter. Peter, are you all right? Oh, so they got you as well. Never mind me. How about you? They made the stupid mistake of chucking me down here in the coal hole wrapped up in this rug. Cushioned my fall a real treat. Cushioned mine too. Sorry about that. (laughs) Blasted footman sneaked up on me with a yard broom. Should have kept my wits about me. Knew she was up to no good, Lady Muck. About as trustworthy as Todd Slaughter, her and that filthy Nazi chum of hers. Nazi? Masquerading as a Swiss. Scuttled by a sentimental attachment to his Schutzstaffel belt. Look here, Joyce. I'm sorry for getting us all into this fix. My fault as much as yours, trying to be Harriet Vane. Oh, Hope Kay's all right. And the flight sergeant, Grandfellow. Sure to lead those blighters a merry dance. Now, let's see about getting out. Pile up enough coal and maybe one of us can reach those doors up there. It's no good. We'll never... Climb up me. Use me as your ladder. Ow! Oh. Apologies. Forgiven. Here, I've made a stirrup with my hands. Scramble up as far as you can. Or stand on my head if need be. Don't be silly. No time for squeamishness. Now, what about if I grab hold of your ankles and lift you like... So, now, stretch. It's no good, Joyce. It won't work. That's defeatist talk. Where's the spirit that nobbled the Luftwaffe? Peter, do you think we'll ever get out? Well, there's, um, life, there's... Uh, hope. Peter. Hmm? I know I'm as tall as a giraffe. And, and annoyingly talkative to boot, and, well, not to put too fine a point to it, I haven't had time for a proper wash since we got here. All in all, I expect I wouldn't be your first choice of cellmate. On the contrary. Do you really mean that? Mm Mm-hmm. 
You know, at moments like this, it's important to, well, to maintain one's morale. Don't you agree? Uh, morale, yes. Peter, I'm going to take a gamble. A gamble? I could tell from your writing you're the kind of cove who appreciates unadorned frankness and, well, one seldom gets anywhere unless one is forthright. Forthright? Yes. Far from ideal conditions for it, mark you, but my morale, and yours too, I suspect, would benefit enormously if we were to, uh, take advantage of the privacy in the, uh, in the time-honoured manner, so to speak, if, uh, if you see what I'm driving at. I've shocked you, Peter, I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, one just doesn't expect... A female to be so forward. Well, this is 1947. Now, don't tell me the author of Sin With Me in the Shadows doesn't know his way around a woman. Come on, Miss Marnum. Keep climbing. Believe me, Mr. Bailey, I'm doing my best. Just try not to look down. Easier said than done. It's like dreadful compulsion. I keep thinking of a couple of friends of my parents, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Pond, or... Bond, or I, I can't remember which, killed in a climbing accident. Switzerland, I think. Oh, oh, was it the French Alps? Anyway, awful business. There. Now, scramble upon the window sill. And if the window is locked? We'll break the glass. Oh, no, we won't. It's bricked up. The window attacks. Remiss of me. Should have thought of that before asking you to... No need to be so hard on yourself. I didn't think of it either. And By the way, Mr. Bailey, how did you end up owning a tobacco pipe that fires bullets? Perks of the job. Job? You're not just a prize fighter, are you, Mr. Bailey? Moonlighting to make ends meet. Now, I'm afraid, Miss Manon, it'll have to be onward and upward. Remember, not to look down. To make it must be. Plenty of lovely sunshine, I expect. For me, that is, with an L as opposed to... Sorry, I'm babbling. You must think I'm an awful ninny. Not in the least. The drain pipe. Who feels like it's a... Grab the... Grab hold of the ivy. But it'll never support. It's coming loose. The drain pipe. Ah! No! 